Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of That's Business Podcast. Today's guest is one of the most fascinating people I've ever met, Matt Towers. Now, Matt lost just over 90 pounds back in 2010. He did so alongside his wife, who also lost 75 pounds, with their six and three-year-old daughters in tow. Though working with the weight loss transformed him physically, his mindset also shifted dramatically, which helped him start to lead a life filled with more joy and contentment. These days, even though Matt has a satisfying day job, he has multiple side hustles, which include health and mindset coaching, marketing consulting, and playing poker. As a coach, his goal is to help others who feel a need to make lasting, healthy changes to their lives, but don't know how. Matt, thank you so much for being here, and I'm so excited to do this episode. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So first and foremost, I always like to start, how did you get into all of this? What what got you to this point today? <laughs> Just a slightly long answer coming here. There's a lot <laughs> I could say. It. There's a lot I could say. Um, what got me here? Well, I mean, the, the, the weight loss transformation got me to, um, got me into the right place mentally where I could begin to get, get into a place where I could just be more authentic of a person to myself, um, have more self-confidence. Um, but I mean, as far as things like what got me to a point where I've got side hustles and a day job and, um, I mean, I'm probably not that much of a unicorn as it relates to the pandemic made me rethink a lot of things. I mean, a lot of people went through this sort of, you know, questioning of the path they were on. And um, for me, it was very much, um, you know, I was working a day job when the pandemic started, uh, had been working from home. So the transition was, I was very fortunate. It was a pretty seamless transition for me. But then I just started, you know, every day blends together when you're working from home. And I just started to kind of think like, what do I want to spend my time doing? Mm -hmm. And that, that, uh, that kind of led me to become, um, to actually act on something that had been festering inside of me for probably four years, um, which was the health and life coaching certification. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I'm not kidding, four years prior to when I actually signed up for the certification program, I signed up for their newsletter. Um, I had, uh, the company is called Health Coach Institute and I just had this feeling inside of me, like I really think this kind of work is meaningful and I have lived through my own transformation and so I I think I can connect with people and be absolutely, legitimate like they're going to see me and they're going to see what i accomplished and they're going to be like this guy knows what he's talking about he's lived it right but then i just sort of sat on those feelings (laughs) (laughs) i sat on them for like four years and every once in a while i'd be like oh i should do that i should do that and uh i finally decided to um there's Mm -hmm. a bit more to that why or how i got to decide to (laughs) because it involves how i got involved with poker and why i even consider it to be a side hustle and not just a hobby but um, long story short there i i ended up getting enrolled in that certification course Mm -hmm. and um, developed a relationship with um, a poker professional for whom i do marketing consulting now Um, and What's funny is these things happen because I was willing to take the risk and just try to do them. Right. I'm willing to take the risk and put myself out there and um, make something happen. 
and so here I am. I have a very full life and no complaints. I want to dissect each piece of everything that you have going on because all of it was fascinating. And I think the first time we talked, I'm like, excuse me, is there anything else you don't do? And for those that are listening to this and not watching the video, um, Matt also has about five different instruments behind him right now because he also leads a whole team as well and has a worship team that he does teach and does all of this. So wildly fascinating man, right? So back to 2010, what made you kind of identify like, hey, I need to have a life change. I know you said kind of going through the motions, pandemic made you change that, but what happened in 2010 for you? Well, the pandemic made me change my outlook on what it meant to have a career and what it, what kind of retirement meant. And we can talk about that in a minute, but to your question, what happened to me in 2010? Um, So back then I put myself back in 2010, (laughs) I have two small children and I am uh, I'm kind of a hot mess in 2010. I really am. I mean, I I was massively overweight, obese, mm-hmm. really. Um, at the time, in 2010, by then, I had actually moved into a job that I liked. But prior to that, um, I, was, it, I was doing inside sales. And even though I look back at the three years that I did inside sales as being extremely valuable to my career because right. of the things I learned, when I was in the moment, it was really difficult and and i questioned myself and my abilities a lot so in 2010 i was at sort of this point where i'd already gotten gone to some extent into a real rock bottom where mm-hmm. uh my weight issues were causing health problems not just oh, wow. not just knee like my knees were getting sore not just stuff like that but i had developed sleep apnea mm-hmm. and I'd gone into an actual sleep study because my wife is like, you got to get checked out. You're scaring the crap out of me at night. Like your breathing is like crazy, weird sounding. And, and lo and behold, when I went in for the sleep study, they said, yep, uh, according to, according to our tests here, you stopped breathing 67 times over the course of however many hours. I think it was like five and a half or six hours. So, um, so I got put on a CPAP. Mm-hmm. which uh, I don't even know what CPAP stands for. All I can tell you is it's terrible. It's awful because you have to sleep with this mask on. Mask on right. And if it slips off, then in the middle of the night, all of a sudden it's like, just like really loud blasting sound. And um, I just, you know, as I'm living this existence where I'm like, I don't feel great. I'm not sleeping great. Right. I just sort of got pissed off, Angela. Mm-hmm. Like I just sick of feeling like this. And I got to a point where I'm like, there's nothing special about me. There's no reason why I can't lose weight. Who am I kidding? Like other people have figured this out. So the first thing I decided to do was I got to change how I think because I'm sort of just wallowing and negative. And so I did. I, um, I actually found this CD by a guy named Dr. Alan Zimmerman. And he still actually is a mindset coach and uh, a success coach. Um, And I got this CD um, as kind of a peripheral from a work-related event that I attended. And I found Mm -hmm. it. And the title of it is 10 Surefire Ways to Become a More Positive Person. So when I saw that, I'm like, well, wow, like this is kismet that I found this. This is what I need to be listening to. And so 
I popped it into my car back when, you know, CDs were the <laughs> CD way players. you listen to things in a <laughs> <Yeah>. car. <laughs> and I listened to it over and over again. It's about a 60 minute recording. And I mean, I must have listened to that thing a hundred times. I listened to mm -hmm. it over and over again for, for four or five months. Nothing else. Didn't listen to music and assimilated the content. And so this was probably 20, uh, 2009 when that, that mm -hmm. actually happened, when I found the CD and um, started listening to it. And so 2010 rolls around. My wife finds this program that's being run through the um, local school um, rec and ed program about it's called Lose It Fast, Lose It Forever. Mm -hmm. And we noticed, hey, like the person who's running this is actually was a former contestant on The Biggest Loser and oh, ha actually cool. was like okay. the most successful at home player in the history of the game, lost like 185 pounds after he got kicked off the ranch. Um, wow. Anyway, she took his class in January, uh, was kind of raving like, wow, this is like legit. Like, here's a framework. Here's like really how to do this. Meanwhile, I'm still just eating whatever's in sight, not doing anything, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking differently. Right. And so I'm kind of preparing myself. I'm like, all right, when June rolls around and the next course opens up, I'm going to take it. So I did. And so all of a sudden I'm presented with this wealth of knowledge from somebody who lost a ton of weight, who basically laid out a blueprint. This is what you got to do. These are the things you have to pay attention to, etc. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is I, for the first four months, three months or so, I didn't do anything dramatic in terms of my activity level. All I did was I paid attention to what I was eating and I took it seriously. And the awareness alone, Angela, was unbelievable. I, like I realized when one of the things I had to do was I had to take a look at what am I eating? Right. And I just, just catalog it. And as I looked at what I'm eating, I'm like, well, it's no wonder I'm so heavy. I'm eating absolute garbage here. And so I took the time to to um, just make different decisions. It was nothing. It was there was impl there, there was sort of incremental steps I took to changing my diet, where a lot of it was simply real quick and dirty rules like rule number one, do not drink your calories, for instance. Mm -hmm. And so. Sure cut out the pop, cut out all the stuff, like all the extras what we, that we love to throw into our coffees or whatever, and just drink water all the mm -hmm. time or tea and maybe some coffee, but don't put anything in it. Right. And so it's like some of these real simple to follow rules, they made a big difference. And then once I actually started to get into an exercise boot camp, then the pounds just really started to fly off. And that was it. Like I just... I had to work on that mindset first, but by the time I got to the point where I started learning about how to lose weight, mm -hmm. I had already planted all the seeds in my head. And when I tell people how easy it was to lose 90 pounds, they're like, how can that be easy? But I mean, <laughs> I wasn't working against myself mentally. Right. My mind was focused on the right things and the momentum was very easy to create and maintain because I did all that mindset work beforehand. So with the clients you work with for my next question, what is the biggest problem? Because having this like health coaching side of you, this life coaching side that goes hand in hand, like you're saying, what is the biggest hurdle your clients have to get over what you see often happen? Well, it's interesting. Life coaching um, 
it's almost a misunderstood term, I think. I'm not sure if people always understand it. I think you can interchange mindset in life because a lot of life is simply mindset, yes. right? Mm -hmm. um, the biggest obstacle that I see, uh, most people are, they, they really kind of suck at taking care of themselves. And what I mean by that isn't so much, um, it's more of a mindset around it. They, they put other people first. They don't, they don't, they don't put self-care as a priority, priority. Mm -hmm. and so they burn the candle at both ends so you see it with people who are workaholics and they don't take the time to just slow down a bit and enjoy some of the small but real meaningful things in life um, so i think that's probably the biggest obstacle especially in our culture you know this whole yolo culture where it's like <laughs> You got to go 100 miles an hour and whatnot. I think hustle culture too. We yeah. miss, yeah, we miss out on so much of of the joy from what's simple about life. The joy of something. I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, the joy of enjoying a a nice meal, for instance. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people are scarfing their meal down at their desk at work? You know what I mean? And hey, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'll bet you me, at, me. you will be, yeah, you will be that person. <laughs> You'll be that person sometimes, and I am that person right. sometimes. But for a lot of people, that's just the norm. And that like, that ability to just step away from the crazy and the fray and realize I got to take care of myself. So it's sort of, it's they, they aren't good at that. And then for some people, it's really uncomfortable and weird. And it makes them feel like they're being selfish almost to do things that are self-care related. Um, You're like calling me out here on all these things here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is what I'm like. Oh, oh crap! This is me. This I hear this. this. this <laughs> I I hear this from from a lot of people. It's mm -hmm. it's very it's very much a challenge to find the right balance because there is too much. There is too much leisure. There can be too much um, of the taking it easy where people sort of lose their edge. Right. and they're not and so it's it's the it's a mindset thing right it's it's realizing i'm going to go to bed early tonight and i'm going to put my phone down and not look at it because i want to honor myself i want to honor the fact that rest matters and i need rest and that's not what i just said is not easy i'll bet you most people listening have a hard time putting their phone down at night when they get into bed and it's just one of those habits a lot of people have created. Right. But I'm telling you <laughs> that like honoring rest, honoring sleep, honoring uh, how you just the whole idea of your body as a temple. Mm -hmm. um, we we unfortunately, I think, uh, generally speaking, just don't do that enough. And that's that's it. What are some easy tips? Because like I said, this is these are all things I my friends, my family say the same thing I do. But what are some easy tips for people to get started? Because it's not just like a, hey, I'm just going to implement this tomorrow and I'm going to immediately change. But what are some easy, simple tips people can do, like putting your phone down at night? What are some other ones? Well, um, most people don't drink nearly enough water. That's a, that's mm -hmm. one I would say is really good for your health. Um take a walk outside. I mean, there's just something about getting fresh air and we're getting, you know, at this time, like it's, it's April as we're talking right now, it's right in right. that right time of the year 
where going outside isn't terrible. <laughs> not usually. Yeah, not yet, right? So get outside. Um, but I do encourage, I mean, one of the things as a coach that I really help people with is healthy change is incremental. Mm-hmm. And, and so not doing too much at once is really important because the part of you that wants to f- resist change is just going to sabotage yourself if you start changing too many things. And so it's a good question to ask of what's, a, what's an easy thing, what's a small thing, because those are, those are the things that matter. In fact, that's how a meaningful, long-lasting change even happens is when you start to accumulate a bunch of the small, subtle things that aren't hard to do over the course of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, drinking water. I think I mentioned one of my mantras that I learned, don't drink your calories. Right. You can just, you know, pop is just, there's nothing redeemingly good about it. It <laughs> might taste good for like 10 seconds, but that's like it. Right. The list of cons is much longer. Um, but that's a hard one for some people. So you can always find a way to kind of progress yourself. So if the cutting cold turkey is too hard, maybe just cut down to one a day or maybe try something you don't mind in a diet but you're you're the point is make something incremental happen that's in mm-hmm. the right direction and it can get easier over the course of time right one baby step can lead to incremental steps long term now that's right what does it look like working with you because you are absolutely right every life coaching has kind of become this buzzword as I'm seeing that with like career, any coaching, honestly, with like the rise in social media and everything, and everyone claims to be a coach when they're not. But what does it look like working with you? Well, with me, um, I set the ground rules right away that really the, this is the ultimate responsibility is on you. So it might sound funny like, hey, you want to hire me as a coach? Guess what? You have the ultimate responsibility in this relationship. But the reality is, a good coach isn't prescriptive. So I'm not going to be sitting here rifling off. You need to be doing this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. When you work with me, I make an effort to really ask tough questions mm-hmm. and to get you thinking differently about your situation. And a lot of people, it's amazing when I get to talking to people, how often I can pick up on what their default inner inner voice is like what their default inside language is like and you know what i mean by inside language yes. it's it's like that part of you dialogue. yeah the internal dialogue yes. and people are really hard on themselves and mm-hmm. their default is to say negative things i mean if i were to ask you on uh, on a call so tell me how your week has gone if i don't frame it and say, tell me something good that happened this week. If I just leave it open-ended, guess what kinds of stuff people usually bring up? Always negative. <laughs> they do. They say, well, I didn't get to bed early enough here. Or I couldn't put my phone down. And it's kind of like, cut yourself a break. You know, there are things to celebrate. So I will make an effort when you work with me, I make an effort to make sure we are celebrating any win, the smallest of wins, because those are the sorts of things that help build, build momentum. I also introduce new concepts and I kind of go through certain coaching sequence that can help people in terms of personal growth. Like I said, thinking about their situation differently, thinking Mm -hmm. forward to the person they want to be and sort of going through this progression with them to help them get there. So in many ways, 
they're like I said, they're doing the work. They're the ones that um, are making the changes. Right. I'm helping them with a realistic framework and a realistic progression that can get habit changes to happen. Um, and you know, it's 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 one thing I always remind people of. Wherever you are right now, there are two mm-hmm. things that are true about that. Thing number one, you did not get the way you are overnight either. So right. to expect ultimate results within a week or two isn't realistic. The other thing too is that when you can embrace the idea that, hey, look, I am exactly where I need to be and exactly who I need to be right now in this moment. When I'm coaching somebody and working with somebody, they weren't probably ready for that until that moment, until they said, I want to work with you or I want to, I, I want to improve myself somehow. And knowing that and having a piece of saying, I'm going to let go of whatever maybe guilt or negative emotions I might have around how I got where I am. The fact is, hey, look, I'm here now. I'm ready to move forward and have a forward thinking mindset about it. And I help with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's with any coaching. I mean, even me doing career coach, and it's so funny you bring that up because career coaching, any type of LinkedIn coaching, any type of coaching, you can't do the work for them because it's going to resort back to old habits. But when you're helping people, it all goes back to mindset. Same thing with resume writing and LinkedIn and everything I do is it's all mindset. So you are, you do help people see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I, I preach the same thing is why do you always go negative? Okay. What if I don't get the job? What if I don't get a call back? What if I can't close a client? Okay. Well, what if you do get the job? What if you do get a call back? What if you do, you know, close the clients and then some, it's so crazy how hard people are on themselves. And it took me, it took me, I don't know, two or three years to really find my own confidence and feeling that. I mean, and I know you and I have talked about this before of confidence doesn't happen overnight, but if you can kind of nip it in the butt for lack of better term of, wow, this negative energy is just eating at me and eating at me and eating at me. It's such a world of a difference where you kind of can push down that imposter syndrome. You can, you know, have that confidence that can lead to better life, you know, work-life balance, life satisfaction, health and wellness like you. I mean, I love that. Okay. I want to change the topic a little more to the poker side of you. Now, what made okay. you what made you get into poker? Because I know you said it came, kind of came into mindset. So how do all of these pieces, these facets of you all come together? How did I get into poker? This, yes. this is something that um, it, it initially happened, my goodness, back in the early to mid 2000s. Um, a buddy okay. of mine invited me to a poker tournament that his dad was hosting. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, there were like 50 people there roughly and i ended up taking second place and i was like wow like i really and i really enjoyed the strategy behind it um mm-hmm. in fact st- strategic games in general are a thing that i just uh, that's one of my things <laughs> i yeah. love strategic games i got a, a, a board game room with literally a couple hundred board games of all sorts of flavors so i love strategic games and poker to me is one of the ultimate strategic games because you're talking about this game where you have to make decisions with limited information you have missing information and you have to deduce 
what the right play is, what the right decisions are. Right. And you want to try to induce the wrong decisions and wrong plays from your opponents. So you're kind of doing this dance the whole time. And so when I got that bug from playing um, poker in that tournament, um, this was not that far removed from when online poker start, started to get going. In fact, Texas Hold'em got really popular in the mid 2000s for a while. And there were a whole bunch of these online sites and I played for a while. But then eventually the U.S. government shut those down, I think in 2010 or 2009. And um, so I just sort of said, eh, okay, well, that part of my life's over for now. And it wasn't really until um, a few months into the pandemic that a friend of mine invited me into a poker home game. And the home game got moved to an app because nobody was getting together. But these guys right. wanted to try to find a way to continue to you know, blow off steam, have fun, play poker, um, and maybe just chat in the app and so forth instead of, you know, talking smack and real, you know, face-to-face -face <laughs> right. and all that stuff. And so he invited me in. And when I got in, um, it kind of rekindled my love for the game. And uh, I realized, like, you know, a lot's changed about poker. I, I need to study this game because I want to be as good as I can. And this is what this is something about me, Angela. When I get my mind on something like this, I, I obsess. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, there was a point in time in my life where I was like really into fantasy football and mm -hmm. I was so competitive. I w I'm probably the only person you know that owns a book about fantasy football. Like, that, that's how into this I am. <laughs> or I was even I? They made say. such books. That's a book. They make them football. for people like me who obsess. Okay. <laughs> and so, so I kind of got this strategy and. But right. the problem is I get this mindset of, okay, now I have all this knowledge. I have to go maximize my ROI. I need to go out there. So I was in like seven leagues. And, and so I just sort I of did. burnt myself out on it. I was. Oh. Um, so I burnt myself out on it, but I got really good at it. Right. And I got to a point where I was like competing for a championship regularly. Um, so I'm, I'm really only in one fantasy football league um, now, but. To go back to poker, though, that I bring that story up because I kind of got into that mode of I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, there's a ton of free stuff online. So I'm kind of poking around, looking at different sites and so forth. And a different friend of mine um, kind of that hosts some poker nights at his house, he just mentioned to me, hey, I found this this interesting, um, this this guy who does poker videos. I think you might like his stuff. And so I went out to YouTube and I checked it out. And like, wow, he really thinks through his hands in an interesting way. I've never heard someone talk this way. And he focuses more on live cash poker. And so okay. I signed up for his subscription service based on what I saw from his free content. And I started absorbing the content. And I'm just like, wow, this is so good. And it's giving me so many of these things that I can apply at the poker table that I never had thought of before. And it just gave me this framework for thinking about poker hands and for thinking about what decisions I would make and why I would make them. And it to the point where I didn't, I was never really surprised at the table, no matter what happened, I had a plan mm -hmm. and um, it just, that it unlocked a lot for me. And it made the game that much more enjoyable because I felt like I really understood the game and I could just make optimal decisions. And it got me to a point where I, I stopped getting all angry and upset if I didn't win. 
because at least I knew I was making the right decisions. So That's so interesting. I after after I you told me about that, I've never thought of how poker is a mind game because I play my free version on my phone. Texas Hold'em, love it, but. I see the mindset. I'm like, well, you're betting, so I'm going to bet, even though I don't have a good hand, but you're betting, so I'm going to bet. But I swear. So it's so funny that you say that. Now, how, because I know we talked about part of your mindset coaching around that is, you know, poker players too. What does, how is that different than your other maybe health and wellness, you know, day-to-day clients you work with? Well, I can tell you how it's different um, because, uh, having had success at the poker table myself, I think I can bring that to the table, no pun intended. But, you know, um, I mean, in, in, you know, in the course of, I got to think about how much time it's been, mm-hmm. maybe 20 months, not quite two years, I guess, um, that I've been really more invested in playing poker. Um, you know, I've probably won uh, $60,000 playing poker, which is insane. You know, like I never would have thought like, wow, like how can I be doing this? And, um, I like to even think of it as a, as an income source or as a steady income source is weird. But the reality is I, I got to a point where, um, it just became reliable to some extent. And so I can bring that aspect but I can also bring the aspect of you got to balance your life. You have to be looking at this and you have to figure out what are your goals around it. Right. And um, I think that that's like understanding what those goals are and what, how does that fit into the person that you want to be in the first place? Like, so it's, it's really, there's a lot of context, I guess, around it, Angela. It's, it's not just, it's mindset coaching and it's, right. it's helping people understand how to be successful um, in that specific area of their lives. So, I mean, how it's different maybe is just simply because of, of the background I have, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, when you look at any, any whether it's career or relationship challenges, any place people feel stuck, it kind of boils down to those things. Like, wh- what do you want? And that's not an easy question for some people to answer. Is what do you really want to get out of life? Like, what's what are your goals? Many people don't think about those things. And they just kind of go through the motions, but to think about them in a productive way, then you can start to look at, well, what role do I want poker to have in my life? What, what relationships do I want to prioritize in my life? And you can start to be more deliberate with how you live. That's amazing. You're true. Everyone goes through the motions. You don't really like live a full life or it's just, it's, it's something I swear, but amazing. Okay. Any I just, and what is a, what is a fun fact about you? As we close up this conversation, I, you've provided so many insightful tips. So, well, I guess first and foremost, how do people find you? And I want a fun fact about you because you have millions of fun facts about you. <laughs> well, okay. How to find me. Um, you can find me at matttowers.coach. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware that dot coach was a thing. I um, didn't either. I was like, which oh, made okay. me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, dot coach is a thing out there um, in the interwebs, so you can you go heard find it here me. First. Right, matttowers.coach. Um, so that's how you can find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fun fact about me: um, I mean, you alluded to the um, the kind of musical setup behind me. Um, so I'm a multi instrumentalist. I can play bass, guitar, drums, piano. Um, and I have played all of those things at one point in time publicly. Um, I actually 
gosh, I've been playing music since I can remember. Um, my parents were both in a band, and so we always had instruments around in the basement and um, just have an ear and a feel for it. And I'm, I feel very blessed to have music in my life. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was so much fun, a lot of insightful tips. And for those of you listening, the links will be in the bio for uh, on this episode summary of how you can find Matt and tune in next week for our next episode. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.